Welcome to the KT Music Podcast. I'm Thomas. I'm Caden. And our special guest today is EXM. Go ahead and say, yeah. So EXM is a electronic musician based in, where are you based from? The Netherlands. All right. So maybe go ahead and uh, you've got a new album in the works that's coming out this evening, right? Yeah. So um, I've been working for, uh, I think, one and a half years on this new album. And yeah, the, re- the release party on, on Mixler is, is this evening. Wow. Um, it's around uh, 9.30 uh central europe time so i'm not sure if, if so that'd be uh, five hours uh, back it's, uh, it's hosted by, uh, by martin from touch music oh yeah always uh, always fun to be there <laughs> yeah so tell us a little bit about like the story behind the album okay so uh, normally i just make tracks and you know i try to uh, to to get to a point where i'm happy with the uh, patterns and the sounds and the atmosphere, etc. And yeah. this time I tried to do something different. And you know, um, I had this uh, thought and feeling in my head that, well, I'm not that, that happy anymore to to live on the uh, on the surface of the earth, you know, with all the weird people and, and, and Trump and etc. So I was thinking about uh, about a creature who who wasn't happy anymore and just you know began to dig to, to, towards the earth. Uh, earth uh, core so th- that's really the album th- that's really wow. is it <laughs> that's pretty deep that, that's wow so that's some very emotionally charged and it sounds like it's got a lot of it sounds like you did a lot of digging to have an insight and you were very brave to let that concept drive your work so wh- what was uh when you started working on it with that concept in mind, what was the first thing that really propelled you? Like starting the, you were starting your work and... Well, uh, I was thinking about, you know, movies like Lord of the Rings and um, oh, nice. uh, series like um, yeah. uh, uh, Loki and etc. I think I started in the middle, so he or she, the creature, was already, um, you know, digging and, you know, meeting all kinds of, of other creatures and uh, um, uh, traveling th- uh, through uh, underground cities and stuff like that. I really like that idea, you know, of yeah. Yeah. double-sided earth, you know. Uh, so I think I started in the middle and, and just worked to the to the to the beginning. So. so- Maybe take feeling he had that yeah. leave. Maybe take us through some of the tracks. How many tracks are in the album? Oh, there are nine tracks on the album, and it is okay. really that that uh, that journey. So the first track is really the beginning, him showering and stuff, and you know deciding to leave and, and leave everything behind. And the uh, and track nine is really when he has found his uh, his perfect life in the in the in the core of the earth. That's a pretty great album concept. <laughs> Very lovely. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. You, you sound like you're a storyteller just as much as you are a musician, and I think that's something that people don't think of enough. Like, if you're just making... It, it's the idea of just making a track for the sake of it or re- story really crafting it. a story yeah. through your work. So I've I've never done a concept album to that level. Maybe... Walk me through how you 
you know, conveyed the concept of like digging to escape? How did you convey that sonically? Okay, so um, I can I can pick one track uh, out of the out of the complete album and and, uh, and tell you a bit about how yeah, do it. that evolved from a feeling to a thought to uh, to the actual sounds. Um, there is one track on it, and this uh, that one is called the Death of Sarah. So this creature has has met somebody and you know fell in love and and and, uh, and she died, and this is the the aftermath of when she died. So um, I wanted to have uh, I wanted the track to have a um, a dark feeling, but also a hollow feeling because he, you know he's in the uh, uh, in the underground uh, part of the earth, so um, yeah. I use a lot of reverb, a lot of um, uh, melodies that are really way in the back, um, completely phased, uh, uh, phased out and cancelling each other and stuff like that, like a cave would. Right. But it also had to be a little bit, um, well, uh, off-worldly. I think because yeah. you know we don't know how it would be to live in, inside the Earth. So, um, <laughs> well, it's it's really difficult to to explain how such things evolve, you know, because yes. at a certain point and it evolves well gradually and, and naturally. So, but you know, certain certain points are really important to convey right. emotion. So you know. A lot of reverb, melodies way in the in the background, um, uh, uh, repetition, uh, a, a feeling of dread, you know. So, yeah. How many how many parallels do you think the concepts, uh, feelings, and images you had during telling this story? Did you? Sorry, can you repeat that? Because oh oh sorry. How many parallels did you find? between the concepts and feelings and images in your album that you started to work on, could you trace back to your own life that you found they originally stemmed up from? Like like you said, one song, the creature fell in love and they passed. Or the initial idea to even start digging and say goodbye to the world that they had known. Is there is the, Are there some feelings there that you can stem back to your own life? Well, it isn't a, a 100% parallel to my own world, uh, life. Uh, certainly, um, I did have thoughts about, you know, leaving this place, you know, and, and uh, right. um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm that, hap uh, that happy with how things are going right now, you know, in the yeah. world. So yeah. in that sense, it is quite parallel with the creature how I feel yeah. yeah but you know I, I didn't have a, a girlfriend who was named Sarah and who was killed by something or no, that's not how it uh, right went. <laughs> yeah. well I'm glad yeah thankfully I'm, yeah. I'm I am glad <laughs> Me too. I'm glad I'm glad that some of it was a good escape so kind of uh, on the technical side here what are some tools you used in the production of this album sorry can you repeat that what are some tools you used in the making of this album Tools. Oh, wow. Well. Uh, okay, so uh, I get uh, I got rid of all my hardware. <laughs> I only have one oh, wow. PC and uh, two MIDI uh, devices. That's it. Um, uh, and uh, I use a couple of uh, DAWs 
and um, a lot of plugins. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But... Um, I I uh, I started to grow really tired of, of, of all the hardware I had, and I just <laughs> got rid of it all. Yeah. Um, so okay, the, uh, some 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 highlights are my main DAW is uh, FL Studio for uh, over twenty years now. I really love it. Wow. It does everything I want. It, it isn't um, linear. So in a DAW like Ableton, which is a really nice uh, DAW as well. Uh, if you uh, drop in an instrument, it is attached to a mix track and uh, a playlist track, so everything is fixed like that. In FL Studio, you can drag everything to whatever you want, and that's really nice. You can even, you know, uh, switch uh, the mix tracks uh, for one instrument without playing around with the playlist, so that's really nice. So, so you can preview multiple effect uh, uh, tracks and stuff like that, so that's, yeah, I really like that concept. And some of the plugins I really, I really love, like, you know, all the Fat Filter plugins. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Those are pretty good. Um, for, um, since I usually use, uh, since like uh, Pigments, Rapid. Uh, oh, Pigments is great. Sorry? Pigments is a great synth, yeah. Oh, oh, for sure. It is, it is, uh, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the sounds on this album are from Pigment, Rapid, um, Vital. It's a new synth, really nice. Uh, it's a free synth. It's, it's, oh, nice! It's amazing. It's, uh, I've actually heard of that synth. Sorry? I've heard of that. I've heard of Vital. It, it's a great one. I love it. Um, so, yeah, for for the percussion, I usually go to Traumatic Four or uh, Microtonic. Uh, what about, what about reverb? Re reverb of choice. Reverb of choice. Yeah. Um, I love my reverbs. I think there are two. Um, I usually open um, Comet. I don't know if you. I haven't heard of. I I don't think I I don't I haven't used that one. Okay, so it is great for lush long reverbs. I love it, and for really short pipe like weird stuff so it's it's uh yeah you can get a really metallic uh, sound out of it might have to but get that just, one you know what is it called uh, comet uh, open up the case sorry it's called comet yeah comet indeed yeah i'll have to get that one then i love my big reverb yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i think uh, from d16 which is another company i really love um uh torah verb uh two what was it what was it really uh, to, uh, Tora Verb. Oh, okay. Huh. From D D sixteen. It's a Polish company, and and they have some really great stuff. So yeah, I like them. Nice. So, how long have you been making music for? So, okay, yeah. I think I started to get interested in weird sounds when I was like three years old. And oh wow. I think I was around eight when I started to, you know. Uh, well, I started to, to make first attempts to make a real track with right. a keyboard, a, a Casio, an old Casio uh, a keyboard. So, yeah, I think the interest was always there when I started to uh, to get a little bit conscious, you know, about what I'm doing. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nine or ten when I started using my first day at DAW, that was MIDI soft, it's just a MIDI tool, you know. Right, right. And I started making tracks that way. Not bad. So, I mean, what was your childhood like? Were you? Did you? Were your parents musical? 
Well, my mother isn't that musical, but I really um, own a lot to my dad. <laughs> he's a, he's a uh, musician, uh, he's a guitarist, he, he does drums, he does everything. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, he, he he allowed me to, to play with uh, tape recorders and uh, wow. guitar pedals and stuff like that. So I learned a lot from him. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, that sounds like a great childhood. So, sounds like a big inspiration. Yeah. So yeah, it was a big inspiration. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a fun question here. If you had a billboard, and everyone saw it, what would you put on it? I think um, it would be, you know, one color. I think dark gray. That's pretty good. One of our most interesting. Why? Why? I like dark gray, so. Because you like the color. Sorry. What uh what's your what's your main reasoning behind having it? Well, you know, a billboard usually is uh, is filled with um, you know, advertisement or stuff like that. Uh, if you just use one color, people would think uh, they they you know, they are uh, missing something or uh, advertisement has to be placed yet, you know. So it is right. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So what role does music play in your life? Uh, I think it's uh, it's the main reason for my life, I think. Um, it's one of the most important things in my life. Yeah? Um, it, it, it allows me to, you know, tell a story without words. Uh, it allows me to explain things to myself, you know, when I hear something back, what I, you know, what I made. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, how did how did the relationship with music evolve as you got older? I know you said you started using a DAW when you were around ten or so, and did you find that you music was in a like? How did music function in your growing up as you started to like you? I, I take it you went to some sort of school that you had to you know, be, be around other people and made friends or didn't make friends. And you had to, you just had certain milestones in growing up. And I'm, I'm interested to know how music found its place as you grew. Well, okay. Uh, yeah, I can talk a little bit about that. So, um, when I started to get a real interest in music, um, I was okay, so I was growing up with a lot of reggae and dub music, so a lot of oh, nice. echoes and stuff like that. So yeah. I really was interested in that. Um, and my first attempts were just uh, trying to get music out without thinking about it too much. Um, a little bit later, when I was around, you know, ten years old or maybe twelve years old, I really started to uh, implement those interesting things I heard. You know, I heard all my life. Uh, so I started to uh, to exploit um, guitar pedals and you know tape recorders. And right. Um, and that um, uh, around that period, I was really interested um, about how I was able to um, to make a complete track without being. Uh, um, relying too much on what other people did, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. So I, 
try, I tried to be new in a sense, uh, but you know, <laughs> I was only 11 or, you know, so <laughs> to, to get, yeah, you know, so, so I tried to get uh, ideas from other, other people and, um, and, and uh, implement that and try to make something new out of it. Um, so, uh, you know, that could mean I just, you know, put on a track and start, uh, uh, messing with it, you know, uh, uh, throwing echoes around it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so when I used a DAW, I wasn't, um, uh, uh, well, I didn't have to rely on others' music. I just could, you know, start with a, with a blank slate and, you know, drop in a kick, for instance, or an right. almond break, you know. So yeah. um, that allowed me, it is a real big milestone. Um, yeah. First real DAW was a uh, fast tracker <laughs> on, a, <laughs> on a Windows 95 PC, and yeah, uh, that 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 kind of software allowed me to you know break everything up, uh, right. uh, split everything, uh, you know, make glitch music, but I didn't have the means to to record it on a on a CD or uh, in a high quality because fast right. tracker in in DOS was awful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, noise and stuff like that. So the next milestone came when I was able to record everything in uh, Wave. Oh yeah. Uh, and burn it to CD. So that was when I was around yeah, 15, 16 maybe. What, what year would that have been? Uh, well, it's 20 years ago. So. Oh right. Okay. Uh, early early 2000s. Late yeah, yeah, late exactly, 90s. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So uh, uh, there was a um, there was a period when when I really went from the reggae dub and drummer bass to the square pusher. Uh, oh, lovely! The weird, fast, um, uh, yeah, music and stuff like that. Yeah, we're both huge square pusher fans. So real weird uh, or tech music, you know. So right. uh, there was one, uh, when I was around 15, 16 years old. Yeah. That's the biggest milestone since yeah. then, I think. Yeah. So, what I'm curious about is, what was the best piece of advice you've been given? Sorry, can you repeat that? What What's the best piece of advice you've been given? Uh, not to, not to pull a, um, a power cord out of a speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Um, I was uh, uh, I was uh, in a church. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a long time ago. This <laughs> I was like fourteen years old, and and I was um, preparing to um, to perform in a church. Um, and this guy was was helping me setting up and stuff like that. And there wasn't coming any sounds, uh, uh, any sound out, uh, out of the right out of the right speaker. So I walk down to the flight speaker. I pull out the, the the cable and I turn it uh, turn it around and uh, and I put it back. And this guy, <laughs> well, he, he looked at me. He he sat me down. Listen, <laughs> oh. you never pull out a cable out of a speaker like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, and you know it it sounds really stupid if you if you uh, if you tell it like this, um, but it is a really um, for me, it's it's great advice because you know you shouldn't do stuff without thinking about it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good piece of advice. 
I mean, you don't want to meet, you don't want to pull the wrong plug out of a speaker when it's one of those huge, huge ones. <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge one. Yeah. Yeah, that that so, would hurt. So, yeah, so it's a uh, it's a, it's a silly it's a silly comment of him, but you know it did a lot. So yeah. Yeah. Re re yeah, really nice. Yeah. So, what was one of the biggest challenges you've faced so far in your music? Because I mean, you, this album's coming out on vinyl, and for a lot of musicians, that's like, yay! <laughs> that's a pretty big achievement for a lot of musicians. So, um, yeah, like, what are some of the Maybe what's one really big challenge that you faced so far in your music? So, um, I don't really care about how I, you know, spread around the music. Uh, it is a big dream for me to get it on final, so I'm really, really proud of it. And it, and it is. Yeah, you should be. However, that, however, that that isn't a challenge. Uh, right. Well. For me, it isn't a challenge. For me, it is something that is like a dream. However. Uh, a real tr uh, challenge in in the in the in the process of making music is, you know, when you um, when you aren't able to 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 get to the point where you are satisfied with the result. Yeah. And uh, I think I had this period, well, once a year, I think, for a couple of months, where nothing works, where everything is just awful in my ears and in my feeling, you know, in my guts. And that, I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest hurdle to take. So, so when you are in that in that low point, how do you get yourself out of it and you know make it work again? What are? That's the, I I know exactly what you mean. That's the whole yeah. challenge for sure. What are some tips you've discovered uh, to pull yourself out of that space? Because I mean, it happens to everyone, and you know, to have some tips about that is always helpful. So okay, for me, it is you know it, uh, searching around for something new or something I didn't do already and uh, I just came out of a dip uh, you know a low point and in this situation I uh, I just started looking for uh, MIDI files uh, from Bach oh nice and I, and I just opened them in FL Studio and I played around with them and that way I, I, I got more excited about music again and you know uh, 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 started to looking for new sounds and stuff like that. Got inspired by his work because you know Bach is wow. Yeah, his yeah. Stuff is great. <laughs> what are what are some of your favorite songs by Bach? Well, it is more uh, not not really songs. I don't like songs. Right. I like those long songs, but I like the preludes and I like the fugues. Um, yeah, I like those. Um, one favorite of mine is uh, the Toccata and Fuga in D minor. Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. yeah I remember some that. of my favorite stuff is uh, Well Tempered Clavier. Yeah 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 Th Those two books are, are really awesome. Yeah. I worked through those and those are those are some good piano pieces. So yeah, sure, what, yeah. what what yeah. do you have? No, so 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 that can you know spark something new. Yeah. It isn't something I would do on a daily basis. So that's what yeah. It, that, that's very important to just keep chasing the idea or just the things that excite you because I, I know it's easy for me to get so caught up in things you've already tried and you keep, uh, at least for me, I blame myself when things don't work when I'm trying the same, when I'm applying the same concepts to problems that have time and time again showed me that it doesn't always pan out and to keep chasing new things can always 
I think it's just it's perspective and I always forget to step away and to look for new things and I I think it sounds like that worked really well for I, you I, I agree uh, it doesn't always have to be something new um, I'm not claiming I'm making something new at all uh, I just you know enjoy making music yeah yeah I, I yeah I know what you mean it doesn't you, you're we're not reinventing the wheel here no, 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 not, not at all. <laughs> so enjoying stuff, you know, and screwing around with sounds. Yeah, that's the, that's the base of you know my reasoning of, of making music. Yeah. So, however, if you are in those uh, in in that low point, it is well for me at least. It is important to try to you know. Um, well, maybe you need to inv uh, invent yourself a little bit again. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Uh, and it, it doesn't matter if, uh, if it results in something you already did in the past. I don't care about that at all. But um, to get you out of that, you know, that low point, um, yeah, it is yeah, important if you if you want to make music uh, uh, for the you know for the next uh, decades. Uh, a friend of mine, at this point, he is he is in a real low point, and he yeah, he lost almost all interest in, in, uh, in making music. I, I know, I, yeah, that's can be tough. Sorry? That can be really tough. I mean, yeah. staying inspired yeah. and staying motivated to make music when society often doesn't support it can especially be hard. Yeah. So, okay, um, I don't have that uh, aside of the, the difficulties because I don't care. Right. <laughs> I don't care about what, you know, what other people think. Um, that's, that's powerful. Tonight's album, I really hope people like it because you know um, we paid for for you know for pressing the final and mm -hmm. making the artwork and stuff like that. So I really hope we can sell something. So my you know um, Martin from uh, from Touch will uh, will uh, will be uh, satisfied. But um, honestly, I don't care. You know, it's it's music for myself. It's it's my story. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's a way for for me to uh, to to express my uh, my feelings. So yeah. So how did you and Martin get to know each other? So okay, um, I started uh, fooling around with smartphones. I think around two thousand nine or two uh, two thousand ten, and I was fooling around with them. You know, like reinstalling them Android phones. You know, uh, a new ROM installing. Oh okay. On one of the videos I posted about one of the smart, um, smartphones, I had some music playing in the background. <laughs> uh, one guy from a label called Concrete Plastic uh, heard that and he liked it, so he contacted me. Um, they liked it so much, uh, they, uh, they uh, asked Andy Wedden, who was running the label, uh, to contact me and ask if I can do some music for them. So I created an EP uh, for Concrete Plastic. Nice. Unfortunately, uh, Concrete Plastic uh, wasn't able to survive, so they, they stopped. Uh, however, Andy and Martin uh, were really good friends, uh, friends. So he contacted Martin. <laughs> Martin contacted me, and he huh. told me he was he was uh, finding some 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 artists, some new artists uh, to uh, to make music for Macmillan. Uh, uh, cancer Foundation in England. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, and well, I I really like the concept. You know, just make music and get money and you know uh, back up those uh, uh, 
back up uh, the foundation. Yeah. So he contacted me. I made an album, and uh, that's that's how it all started. Not bad. It's really how how it all started. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, I know you said before you had equipment. What were some of your favorite pieces of equipment you had? So uh, I had a uh, DBX compressor. Oh, nice. Uh, uh, not the one sixty. <laughs> um, what was the? I think a one forty or something like that. And I really like that one. Uh, however, it's all. You know, external, so I don't use it anymore because uh, you know everything is in the box. I don't use any uh, external plugins or stuff like that. So uh, I, I had a Blofeld synth, but then I tried Lago from Waldorf themselves. You know, and I oh, yeah. plug it more than the original synth. So <laughs> um, I had a, a tape recorder from. My dad, it was an old Akai tape recorder, a normal four-track reel system uh, with a um, way to record, playback, and feedback the signal at the same time. So oh, okay. I, uh, I could make real analog echoes with that machine, so I, I used that quite a lot. That's cool. And I had a quadraverb, I think. Oh, quadraverbs are good. This is, yeah. So, well, I had more than that, but th uh, those were my favorite uh, pieces of, uh, of kit. Right. Yeah, that was around it. So, what kind of people do you surround yourself with? Um, as, 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 as less as possible, as, as little as possible <laughs> people. I, uh, I, <laughs> so, so uh, well, well, would you I say like people that much? <laughs> Would you say you prefer quality over quantity in terms of uh, relationships? Uh, oh, certainly, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, I definitely enjoy my time by myself. What are, what are some... Do you have any rituals or things you do every day outside of making music that that keep your creative juices flowing or even that you look forward to every day? So, um, so uh, something that is really an, uh, an important part is um, listening to my surroundings, so listening to ambient noises. Yeah. And often I can hear a certain, you know, melody in birds or, you know, cats playing around or whatever, or a certain uh, rhythmical element because of, you know, uh, traffic lights or, you know, stuff like that. So, I think that's a really important part, which I tend to uh, uh, enjoy every day. And sometimes I get I get really inspired by that, and sometimes I don't. Yeah, I, something my dad always told me was to listen listen out the window all the time. So I I sit outside every evening by my window and just listen to yeah. the town. Oh. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, Indeed. Um, I'm teaching my son the same. You know, listen to stuff. It's it's sometimes you can hear stuff that is really um, interesting. You know, so yeah, def. I I know exactly what you mean. So speaking of of family, um, I also have uh, a kid. So how would you say that having kids uh, changed your musical life? Uh, none whatsoever. None. <laughs> none really. Well, okay, well, that's not entirely true. There is one difference, and, you know, sometimes I make a track which I would normally 
never do. And I think it is, well, I think the way I make music right now is a bit more um, emotionally infected or, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not sure how to, how to uh, explain this. But, um, um, a little bit more sweet from yeah. time to time, a, li- a little bit less dark. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you think that comes from, from having the experiences of raising a kid? I think so because it started around that period. So I think it has something to do with that. But you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not uh, entirely sure. So sure, it's hard to trace back changes in in uh, the psyche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. You know, getting kids is is really changing stuff inside of your mind and and uh, and, oh, yeah. uh, and and the way you act. You know. So I'm. I'm I'm almost certain it has something to do with that, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. Big thing. So, what are some activities that you do other than music? Like, do you like to go for walks or hikes? Kind of, I don't know what the area that you live in is like. Well, I don't do that much. Um, I have a really boring life uh, in that sense. <laughs> um, I, That's okay. I have my, I have my usual uh, day job. Uh, of course, and um, well, most of the of the free time I'm spending with uh, with uh, sounds and music uh, on my son. So yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds pretty good. How long how long have you been in that process, or or at least that kind of routine where you know you go to your day job, maybe you come home, see your son, and then work on music. Um. Well. I think, well, it, it, it's, it's always been like that. Um, um, yeah, well, I'm single, so I don't, I, I don't have a girlfriend or a, or a wife or something like that. So um, when I am single, it has always been like this, you know? Yeah. yeah. I do work, uh, I do work for money and, and I am uh, busy with uh, sounds and music. But I have a girlfriend or, uh, you know, a partner. That's cool. Yes, of course, completely different. I, I, yeah. I cannot uh, spend that much time uh, with music and, and sounds. So I'm really glad I'm single at the moment. Yeah, yeah it would make things diff- It would make things a lot different. So, so yeah. your child goes to a daycare or something along that line? No, no, no it's, it's been different. Uh, my son is uh, seven, almost eight. Oh, okay. You know, he, he's come to school and stuff like that. Okay. Get some good free time. Yeah. Yeah, my, my daughter is... Just over two right now, so free time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you know how it is. That's great. That, that's but a great day. She really likes. She loves coming down to the studio. Actually, I keep a bag of M and M's, and she <laughs> she'll sit there and eat M and M's and play with a synthesizer for about an hour every day. So that's awesome. It's it's not yeah, so bad. That's great. That's great. I love it. <laughs> she. I I have a feeling she'll be a musician, but we'll see. I'm not gonna force it on her. Um, yeah, it's a, it's difficult. You. Uh, on the one hand, you want them to be, you know, interested in music and sounds and stuff like that, but you cannot push them too hard. So. Yeah, because if you if you force them to, then they won't like it. Then yeah, they'll have this reverse effect where they they want to be the cool kid, and yeah. they just see they just see you as the lame studio guy. <laughs> so I, did your parents show you much music as you grew up? Uh, did they show me much music? Yeah, did they introduce you to music? Well, my dad just listened a lot to music, like 
all the time. Yeah. And he listened to a lot of a lot of stuff like you know King Crimson and uh, oh nice uh, Lee Perry and uh, you know he sounds very similar to my dad. Uh, Red Snapper. Yeah. Kirk, you know stuff like that. So yeah. Is he a family doctor? <laughs> Sorry. Is your father a fa- family doctor? Didn't you say he? What did What did you say he? You said he played guitar. You said he sounds exactly like my dad. He listens to King Crimson. Plays guitar, Bjork. It's funny. My dad. My dad's a doctor, so he was he was asking if uh, uh, if your dad was sorry. also a doctor, because that would be no. <laughs> He's the doctor. Uh, oh, that would be funny. So yeah, but wow, pretty crazy. So what's it like living over in the Netherlands? I mean, we, I I'm I'm actually from Ireland. Most of my family lives over there, so I'm I've I've spent a good bit of time outside of the states, but. I've never been to the Netherlands. What's it, if you had to sum it up in three words? What would it be? It's normal life. Pretty good summary. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, uh, it's 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 um, it's what you are used to, you know. So uh, yeah, um, I I grew up here, so this is the normal life to me. Um, uh, I must. And uh, I know somewhere in my mind, I am privileged to live here because there are so many places uh, outside uh, the Netherlands that are way worse. So, um, yeah, yeah, the you know, the Netherlands, our, our weird things and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm really glad I, uh, I, uh, yeah, I'm really glad I'm I'm living here. <laughs> the Netherlands rank very high on the Human Development Index. Yeah. They they're they're usually uh, the top. Yeah. Top percentage. Uh, yeah. I think so, but 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 we we aren't number one. No? Uh, I think Norway is. Uh, there are countries like maybe Sweden. Uh, Sweden or no? And, uh, Switzerland, yeah. Uh, Finland, yeah. And, and you know countries like that are really really good, really nice. I'd love to live in Switzerland. You know, the social system and uh, uh, well, uh, social economic system. Um, in the Netherlands, we are, I think. Well, you know, I don't. I don't think we ever, you know, elect somebody like Trump. You know. I would hope not. I can't believe we did. Yeah, it's. Oh. It, it, if you're living in the Netherlands and you, uh, you're seeing something like that happening, it's it's like, the, the world has gone crazy, really. Yeah, that's how it felt. It's completely nonsensical. <laughs> Thank goodness he's not a president anymore. Weird. He's pretty much dropped off the map as far as we can tell, hopefully forever. <laughs> oh, man. So, do you have any... Yeah, I like it here. Yeah, I, I bet. Do you have any books that you like? Nope, not, not one. <laughs> I don't read at all. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, yeah, no, I don't read. I do... Um, I did read a lot when I was younger, and I, I liked the novels by uh, Roald Dahl. Oh yeah, those are good. I've read some um, uh, Stephen King. I like those books for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I'm you know I get bored really really quickly uh, when I'm reading. So more interested in the music. Much into it. So what What? music are you listening to these days? Okay, so oh well, this is this must be the most boring interview. Uh, I don't listen to music that much. (laughs) Okay, so. not boring at all. I re- uh, a couple I, I really like and I and, and I do listen to them 
but you know it's all the stuff is uh, is Radiohead, Björk, oh yeah, um, John Williams, Bark, Hans Zimmer, uh, Otecker, of course, uh, Lee Perry, Kate Crimson, yeah. I think it says. Yeah, I think it. it... Oh, another one, which I really like, uh, current value. That's a... who is that? Oh, okay. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. Really, really strange uh, and well, weird drum and bass, and I like it. Yeah, I, yeah, I listen to a, their, his who stuff. Is, is current value? Really good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, I I used to listen to them like I think. I was watching an Aphex Twin DJ set, and I think he played Current Value, and I was like, oh, that's sick. And I checked him out, and I was just like, oh, this is really good. So, oh, awesome. Yeah. Hey, I, I, never was, I never was a real big fan of Aphex Twin. Yeah, he's hit or, he's hit or miss. Some tracks are really good, and, and I love uh, Come to Daddy, uh, uh, you know, the EP. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I was always more drawn to the weird stuff the abstract stuff and that's more yeah. you know Artecker and uh, uh, you know Vladislav uh, Delay for instance oh do you like, like uh, Floating Points sorry have you listened to Floating Points Floating Points yeah I don't think so oh you should you should, any, but... you should you should check like out them. Crush by Floating Points that album is amazing it's kind of weird it lots of like bukla modular synth it's a beautiful album <laughs> yeah you should you should check it out i think you'd like that okay, cool cool um okay so here's here's a where i think we're probably without about 15 minutes from the end of the interview i think so what i wanted to do is ask you some kind of generic questions if you had to pick three albums to bring to an island and you could only ever listen to these three, what would they be? Uh, that's pretty easy. Um, <laughs> Oldfield from okay. Artecker. Um, Jessica Slide from Artecker. And Xi from Artecker. <laughs> so all Artecker. You don't think you'd go yeah. crazy? I, I, I'm a really big fan of those guys. They're, well, that's yeah. not the right word, but you know, I really enjoy their work. So yeah, they are pretty. I mean, when my dad showed me Artecker for the first time, I felt like my mind was expanded. I felt like, what you can do this? Yeah, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> it is. They are always, you know, like twenty years ahead of the of the curve, yeah. like all the time. It's strange. It's 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 weird. Yeah, really. I'm not sure. What did you what did, what do you have to say about uh like Plus, the new album? Okay, so um. The, 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 the last album I really liked because of the structure of the tracks are uh, is XI. Okay. You know, the structure of the tracks is, you know, is great. But the NTS sessions, mm. um, uh, for instance, but also Plus and, uh, and uh, Sign, I enjoy them more because of the sounds they, they create and the, and, the, and the soundscapes and the, yeah. and the landscape of all the, uh, of all the sounds. I don't enjoy the structure of the tracks that much in those albums, in those new albums. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what I mean. They yeah. kind of felt like they were just tossed in there. Sorry? They felt like they were just put in there randomly or something. So... Here's a good here's a good question. If you had to give a piece of advice for people who are trying to get where you are, you know, putting an album out on vinyl and, you know, achieving success musically and stuff, 
what advice would you give them? Because, I mean, if they've gotten to this point in the podcast, they've sat through 45, 50 minutes of this, so they really care. What do you have to say to those people? So, okay, my piece of advice would be um, don't think you belong on a big label. That's a really big one. So don't think you belong somewhere and just make music for yourself. I, That's a good one. Some, uh, some people who really think they they belong on warm, for instance. I mean, <laughs> how could you say that? You know, how could, how could you think that? I I, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Having no expectation. Yeah, enjoying the process will make your life so much better. It will oh, make yeah. it so. And, uh, another side note to that is, uh, don't think you need tools. Just start with. So, uh, you know, start with something and just enjoy that something. Yeah. If you want new toys, because you know it isn't a problem, because you can buy new tools, for instance. Okay, do that. You know, enjoy those right. new uh, tools. But you can make music with literally anything. Yeah. Like for real. Sticks. Well, maybe not recorded, but you know, you can make. It <laughs> so yeah. That's true. The the what is always is always something you can imagine outside of the how like you can make what you want with anything. and and then the how comes later how you're going to do it yeah with or without tools that you have those limitations can breed creativity well it's yes but it's even more simple than that you can you know pick up a pen and uh and a glass and you can you know you can literally play hours with a pen and a glass yeah. Make something you like. You can, you can do that. Yeah, you're you're very right. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, that's the way I started, you know, with some pencils and, you know, just kicking around and stuff. And, and I was yeah. enjoying it. And, uh, yeah, that was my start. Very powerful. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This has been a, a really great podcast. And we are going to have this up real soon, hopefully before the end of the day. So, um everyone can check out this and this was episode 10 this was episode 10 yes you're a 10th guest we we had a for people because i think we're releasing this one before the previous one yeah we had an episode previous to this that we recorded yesterday and we're putting this out one this one out yeah this one's opposed to the other one got your album party this evening i want it to come out right along with that album So, yeah, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. This was uh, KT Music, uh, a conversation with EXM. Thank you so much for being here, and we will see you all next. Yes, of course. We will see you all next Thursday.